0: Hi, everyone. Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you put real food on the table without stress and without overwhelm. This is episode 27, A Beginner's Guide to Freezer Cooking. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be jumping back into some cooking tips and tricks. If you've followed along with the podcast or my blog for a while, then you know that I am a huge advocate of using my freezer. In fact, I would say that I think that the freezer is the most underutilized appliance in most American kitchens. For some reason, it seems like people in today's world are a little bit turned off to frozen food. And while I do understand that the freezer aisle in the grocery store can have a little bit of a negative connotation for having less than healthful foods or food that doesn't taste amazing... Using your freezer at home is an entirely different story and will completely revolutionize the way that you cook and the way that you feed your family. So when I put today's topic on the calendar, because I am so passionate about it, I thought it would be really easy to talk about. But as I sat down to write this outline, I got just a little bit overwhelmed. Not because this topping is overwhelming. In fact, once you get started with freezer cooking, you'll find yourself much less overwhelmed. But this is a huge topic and one that has made a huge difference in my life in recent months and years. So I really wanted to do it justice uh, without going into an hour-long lesson. So hopefully I've been able to condense this information enough that it's useful and you feel confident to start using your freezer more effectively but it's not so much information that you shut down and feel overwhelmed. So let's get started by chatting about why the freezer is likely the appliance in your kitchen that you are using least effectively. Whether you love or hate cooking, I think we can all agree that there is at least some monotony around cooking, just like any other chore. The thing that is so monotonous about cooking is that you find yourself doing the same tasks day after day. It really kind of reminds me of the laundry that just when you get it done or feel like you've gotten on top of it, it's time to do it again. And it's just repeating itself meal after meal after meal. And that can get really frustrating. Even if you sometimes enjoy the process. It also just sometimes feels like you can never quite get a handle on your meals and cooking. No matter how well you do on Monday, you will still have to cook again on Tuesday and Wednesday and so forth. For this reason, a lot of people in today's society have started to turn to meal prep, which I think is awesome because they are learning to at least somewhat consolidate these monotonous tasks and spend a lot less time in the kitchen. And meal prep definitely solves a lot of the problems that you have with monotony in the kitchen. But there are problems with meal prep as well. The biggest problem for me is that when I meal prep food for the refrigerator, it only lasts three or four days after it's been meal prepped. And in my life, it's way too unpredictable to eat in this way. And I end up throwing away food that has been meal prepped. I also really, really don't like eating the same thing every single day. And when I'm meal prepping for the fridge, there's really not an option to make a bunch of different things. Or if I did, I wouldn't be saving any time, so it wouldn't really be worth it to meal prep in that way. My solution to these pain points is freezer cooking or freezer meal prep. Utilizing your freezer will save you more time in the kitchen than anything else you can do suddenly you can prepare for days and even weeks in advance and you can finally get on top of cooking for a while. Okay, so what do you need to get started with freezer cooking? The really cool thing about freezer cooking is it takes hardly anything to get started and I can almost guarantee that you have everything you need to get started hanging out in your kitchen right now. There are plenty of products available to make freezer cooking easier, and we might dive into some of those more advanced products, as I like to say a little bit later in another episode, but to get started, you literally need a freezer and some kind of container to freeze things in, and that is it. My favorite containers for freezing are any containers that are cheap. The reason for this is that when you start creating your own inventory of frozen convenience foods, You might be tying up those containers for a while until you pull them back out to use whatever you meal prepped and froze. So you want the cheapest containers that you can find because you want to save your good containers for your everyday use in the kitchen. So my favorite containers, mason jars, freezer bags, and the cheapo restaurant containers. I will put a link to them in the show notes. But these are super thin plastic containers that they use in restaurants a lot for their prep. And you can buy them on Amazon. I think it's a pack of like 40 for 17 bucks. So they're less than a dollar a piece. They're not super durable and they break fairly easily, but they're so cheap that it's totally worth it to me. And it comes with such a big package that I can have lots of different meal prepped things at once. The second thing that I recommend for people getting started with meal prep is a chest freezer. And like I said, this is not something you need to go out and buy right away. I would actually recommend that you start out using your regular freezer at first, just to make sure that you can kind of get a handle on how to prep. But a chest freezer will make your life so much easier. And once you've started freezer cooking, I promise you're going to get addicted and you're going to want to create a bigger stock. Another great thing about chest freezers is that you're able to freeze things flat in them a lot easier than you can in your small freezers, particularly if you have a side by side refrigerator. So it just allows you a little bit more flexibility when it comes to meal prep. But like I said, you absolutely do not need to go out and buy that tomorrow. And when you do, you don't need anything fancy. We got our chest freezer at Best Buy for $150. It's Not a very big one, but it was totally worth it. Some other things you might want to consider stocking up on as you start to delve into freezer meal prep is masking tape, which I say all the time. So I'm pretty sure you can afford that $3 masking tape and some fresh Sharpies for labeling and possibly some organizing bins, especially if you use a chest freezer so that you can keep all of that meal prepped separate and organized and so that you are using your time effectively both storing the food and then using the food later, because if it just stays stuck in the freezer, then all you've done is waste time. Okay. So what foods can you freeze? If you've been following along, I share a lot of tidbits here and there about things that I'm freezing. And to be honest, I feel like one of the biggest reasons that the freezer often goes unused is because people have no idea what you actually can freeze. People assume that after food is cooked and has become leftovers that it has a few days of life in the refrigerator before it's gone forever, but that is simply not the case. When I'm trying to introduce people to freezer meal prep, I like to point them to the freezer aisle in their grocery store and remind them that if they can freeze it, you can freeze it. Sure, there might be a few cases where they're using special processes to freeze their food, I try to share my hacks for some of those situations as well. But honestly, the sky is the limit when it comes to stocking your freezer. In fact, I'm not even going to delve into what freezes well right now because almost everything freezes reasonably well with the right preparation. Instead, I'm going to go into the things that you shouldn't freeze. You can think of the rest of food as your playground to experiment with. So here are the foods that don't freeze very well. Some veggies. So a lot of veggies do great in the freezer, but others should absolutely never be frozen. So any veggie that is meant to be enjoyed raw should not be frozen. Lettuce is the prime example. You can never eat lettuce as it has been frozen. It's going to be soggy, mushy, slimy, and yucky. Other foods like bell peppers do freeze relatively well, but you will never be able to enjoy them like you would raw again. So you're not gonna be able to dip those peppers in hummus or ranch after they've been in the freezer. The freezer causes food to soften a little bit, which is why you almost always want to be cooking anything that has been frozen. The next type of food that doesn't freeze very well is dairy. The texture of dairy products changes in the freezer. So I often freeze dairy products that are a part of a finished dish. So things like soups or cream cheese frosting, and they do okay. They might separate a little bit, but you're able to work them back together when you reheat. But if you want to enjoy your dairy products plain, it's probably best not to freeze them with a few exceptions. Um, Milk that you plan to use for cooking can be frozen. And I... And I also freeze cheese fairly regularly, but it does change the texture and become more crumbly. So again, I wouldn't probably enjoy that cheese raw, but you can still shred it up and put it into soups or other things and it will turn out just fine. The next thing that doesn't do great in the freezer is uncooked potatoes. So while uncooked potatoes are not your best bet, I do have a method for pre-cooking those potatoes. And once they've been pre-cooked, you absolutely can and should freeze them. And in fact, they're one of my favorite things to keep in my freezer because potatoes are just a little bit time consuming to prepare. And I love having them on hand for a quick and easy breakfast. I've got a recipe that I just posted last week on my blog for freezer sweet potatoes if you wanna see how this method works. And I will go ahead and drop that link in the show notes as well. Okay. Another thing that doesn't freeze particularly well is citrus fruit. But you can freeze the zest of the fruit, which I love to do. I really don't like waste in my kitchen. And there are a lot of times when a recipe will call for the juice of a lemon, for example, but it won't call for the zest. And in order to avoid wasting that zest, I can zest it, keep it in a little freezer bag of lemon zest, and then throw it in whatever I want to. Later, So the zest is absolutely freezeable, even though you can't freeze whole lemons, whole oranges, etc. The last item that doesn't freeze particularly well are eggs and shells. But you can separate the egg whites and the yolks and you can freeze them separately. I often have egg whites or yolks in my freezer. If a dish that I'm making only uses one or the other, I can store the leftovers in the freezer until I can come up with another use for them. Okay. So like I said, these items you kind of want to stay away from, or at least follow some guidelines for freezing. But other than that, the sky really is the limit. So get creative, go peruse your freezer aisle at your store and start thinking about what things you would like to have in your freezer that will make your days go smoother. Okay, so now that you know what you can freeze, how long are the foods that you have in the freezer good for? So a good rule of thumb is two to three months. It's important to note that most of the foods in your freezer will stay safe for much longer. So don't worry too much about food safety here if it's been a little bit longer, but the quality of the food will start to degrade after about three months. Plus, if you're continually working hard to stock your freezer, but you're not working hard to use the foods that you're frozen, then you're probably not saving very much time. So I say three months is a good rule of thumb to make sure that you're actually enjoying some saved time thanks to that freezer meal prep. Okay, so now you know what products you need to get started, you know what foods freeze well, and you know how long those foods will last in the freezer. So how do you actually get started with prepping foods for your freezer? This is the part where I started to get just a little bit overwhelmed writing this outline because this is a huge topic. So what I have for you is just a few freezer cooking tips and tricks, and this is by no means an all-inclusive system. If you are interested or looking for an all-inclusive system, it's coming. Hop on my email list, which I will have a link to in the show notes, and you'll be the first to know when the course and full system launches for my meal prep and freezer cooking methods. But To get you started, I have just a few freezer cooking tips and tricks that will start getting you on the bandwagon and help get you started with homemade meals every night with the help of your freezer so that you don't have to spend hours and hours in the kitchen every night. So my first tip is to stop making single batches of food. If you're making spaghetti sauce for lasagna, triple the spaghetti sauce. If you're making a chicken marinade, marinade enough chicken for several meals. Double all of your casserole dishes and freeze them for a complete meal later. I'm always telling my husband that I don't have time to make just one batch of something. So I'm always going to make a double or triple batch. And the key to making this work is to then prepare this item for the freezer so that it's not going to go bad before I get to use it again and I'm actually saving myself time. My second tip is to freeze your leftovers. I don't know about you, but I don't usually want to eat the same thing I ate yesterday again for a while, particularly for dinner. But by freezing my leftovers immediately, I'm ensuring that they're going to stay good for as long as possible, and then I can pull them out in a week or two and feel like I'm enjoying the meal for the first time, rather than drawing that process out as long as leftovers sometimes last. My third tip is to freeze staple items that can become a lot of different meals later. So I've already kind of talked in this episode about the freezer potatoes that I freeze. So these can become a breakfast hash. They can become a potato soup. They can become sweet potato nachos with pulled pork. There are so many different options for this one frozen staple, but it's really worth it for me to take the time to prepare those for the freezer. I'm also always talking about preparing grilled chicken or shredded chicken or meatballs or staples like that, that you can pair with fresh foods for a quick and easy meal. So when you're starting to think about what types of food you wanna freeze, think about foods that are the most versatile and that can become tons of different meals so that when you open your freezer, it's literally like you're shopping for dinner in your own freezer. And it can actually be really, really fun. My fourth tip is to freeze desserts. Freezing dessert is one of my favorite portion control tactics as it stops me from eating that entire batch of cookies, and it also ensures that there is always a little something sweet in the freezer for when I need it. Like I said before, there is so much more to freezer cooking but I hope this little guide shows you just how easy it is to get started. If you'd like to hear more about freezer cooking, send me a message or leave a comment on Instagram at CallMeBettyBlog and you might just see that topic become a podcast or a post for another day. Next week, I'm going to pose a little philosophical on you and tell you all about the things that I have learned and noticed about myself and my little family through self-isolation and how I plan to use that information in the future to help our home run more smoothly. I'm excited to talk about it and hope you tune in. Until next time, happy cooking and happy planning.